everyone. Welcome to a four-part podcast series on environmental issues and sustainability. Today we will be talking about single-use plastics. I am Mackenzie and my co-host today is Ewan. Hello there. Um, So let's start off with some history of single-use plastics. So the word plastic was first introduced in 1925. Then in 1931, acrylic glass is introduced, and that is used to make household products such as eyeglasses and dental prosthetics. In 1953, a patent was given to polycarbonate resin thermoplastics, which are used to make aircraft windows, CDs, DVDs, and iPods. Then in 1954, extruded polystyrene foam was invented. In 1961, Keep America Beautiful joins forces with the Ad Council to create a series of anti-littering commercials focused on plastics. I love plastics. Um, (laughs) So then in 1977 to around 1979, single-use plastics are introduced at checkouts. Specifically, in 1979, single-use plastic shopping bags first became available in the U.S. In 1982, Safeway and Kroger began offering single-use plastic bags to their customers, but it wasn't catching on until about 1985 when a speaker at a convention for the Society of Plastic Engineers spoke about how inexpensive single-use plastic bags were compared to paper bags. And then they began showing up at grocery stores all over the U.S. And then in 2002, we start to see efforts to control plastic waste. And now we are here in today's time. Some of the daily daily kinds of uh, single-use plastics that we use daily is... Our straws, uh, plastic bags at uh, grocery stores, candy bar wrappers, stir sticks, and plastic cutlery. (laughs) Single-use plastics are defined as goods that are made primarily from fossil fuel-based chemicals and are meant to be disposed of right after use. So... What is the issue with the single-use plastics if they're so inexpensive and easy to make? Well, polyethylene terephthalate, one of the most (laughs) recycled plastics and the material that makes up most water and soda bottles, could be turned into everything from polyester fabric to automotive parts. However, 91% of all plastics aren't recycled at all. Left alone, plastics don't really break down. They break up into microplastics, which are plastic fragments which lead to a lot of harm to our wildlife and our oceans. Okay, so we took a deep delve into academic sources on um, single-use plastics around the world. And the first article looks at, it's called During the COVID-19 Pandemic, the explosion of disposable plastic wastes. This article deals with with plastic pollution control in China, which, quote, has been on top of the political agenda in China for 
years. In January 2020, China announced a phased ban on the production and usage of various types of single-use plastics. However, COVID-19 added an unexpected <laughs> COVID-19 added an unexpected obstacle to the ban where it became a necessity to rely on single-use plastics as there were many uncertainties about the transmission of the virus early on like we saw in most of the world. Um, in the article, they don't offer any solutions, but they acknowledge various factors that are stalling progress in the ban of single-use plastics. Um, they suggested online ordering and contactless delivery have gradually formalized as normal consumer behavior, and therefore more plastic products will be passively or actively used by urban and rural residents. Quote, as the pandemic evolves, the governments of China and other countries must coordinate their epidemic control measures with those of environmental protection to achieve an optimal trade-off, end quote. The next article is called Identifying Barriers to Reducing Single-Use Plastics Use in a Coastal <laughs> Meadow. Bolivian city, <laughs> Canada. Nailed that one. It is about uh, nearly half of all plastic produced is discarded after a single use. Uh, single use plastics are persistent in the environment and commonly found during shoreline and coastal cleanups, with up to 90% of marine debris consisting of plastics which for the majority come from land-based sources. Um, this source recommends things like including and increasing accessibility of sustainable alternatives, a guide for best practices, and public education. Identifying barriers and interests in single-use plastic reduction helps to identify broader areas where businesses and the community need support to effectively adapt the ocean-friendly Nova Scotia initiative for the Halifax Regional Municipality, which is where this article is based out of. Uh, this study demonstrates a clear appetite for single-use plastic reduction. However, support from the municipality is essential. Reducing the use of single-use plastics is just one method of might, might mitigating. <laughs> mitigating plastic pollution and effective reduction of marine plastic pollution requires a multi-faceted approach at individual, local, national, and global levels. Another article we found is called Policies to Reduce Single-Use Plastic Marine Pollution in West Africa. So this one talks about how of the 16, 16 countries in West Africa, 11 have instituted bans on single-use plastics. However, this is limited. there is limited consultation when drafting bans, no national campaigns, and limited notification between ban announcement and subsequent implementation, meaning that they don't give them very much time to get ready for these bans, only a very short notice. 
talks about while momentum for such bans and policies begin in the north regions African countries have begun to implement policies to curb single-use plastic pollution in an unprecedented manner. African countries are accredited as having the harshest and most punitive anti-plastic bans in the world. Um, this article recommends that the government governments complement their legislative initiatives with market-based approaches and behavioral change strategies to help cultivate durable anti-single-use plastic behaviors rather than, I don't know, I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, they suggest a coordinated effort through ECOWAS <laughs> to give member countries the momentum as well as political will to implement such interventions. Um, and the final article we looked at for our research was called The Multi-Dimensional Effects of Single-Use Plastic and Packaging Plastic Strategies on German Household Waste Management. This article talks about the contribution of single-use and packaging plastic waste to marine life and the further increase in single-use plastics use during the COVID-19 pandemic. To achieve significant quantitative effects, so strategy is addressing not only single-use non-packaging non <laughs> plastics, but also packaging plants are needed. The trade-offs between achieving recycling targets and waste reduction highlights the importance of considering waste prevention and reuse options in the circular economy performance indicator. Um, so that was a lot of information about single-use plastics, kind of from everywhere around the world at least. So some of the takeaways that we found from those articles, um, one of them being to reduce the plastic pollution problem that is harming the environment, there must be coordinated efforts between citizens and government, which we saw in the um, African country article as well as the German household waste management article. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next takeaway is uh, Schmidt and Lehner suggest that there needs to be strategies to reduce the impact of packaging plants by producing less plastic altogether. Which makes a lot of sense because you have to stop creating the plastic in order to reduce yeah. the amount there actually is. Yeah. Um, one of the other takeaways was that 90% of marine debris is plastics, which have come from land-based sources, which basically boils down to we are leaving these plastics in the ocean. Um, for the poor penguins. For, yeah, so <laughs> that's not great for our marine life, and we would really like to see a reduction in that number. Our last takeaway is through COVID-19 may have seen as a setback or obstacle in the progression of some of the changes that were supposed to be done with single-use plastics. Um, it, 
Yeah, we saw that in the first article we mentioned with the Chinese government, and they had stated that some of their targets had changed based on the reliance for single-use plastics during the ongoing pandemic. So of all of the articles that we talked about, none of them really mention what the government of Canada is planning to do. So I went on the Government of Canada website, and this is some of the information I found on single-use plastics. They say Canada Canadians throw away 3 million tons of plastic waste, and only 9% of which is recycled, meaning the vast majority of plastics end up in landfills, and about 29,000 tons find its way into our natural environment. Honorable Jonathan Wilkinson announced the next steps in the Government of Canada's plan to achieve zero waste, zero plastic waste by 2030. And a key part of the plan is to ban, place a ban on harmful single-use plastic items where there is evidence that they are found in the environment, are often not recycled, and have readily, readily available alternatives. Six items the government proposes to ban are plastic checkout bags, straws, stir sticks, six-pack rings, cutlery, and foodware made from hard-to-recycle plastics. The government also proposes to establish recycled content requirements in products and packaging, which they hope will drive investment in recycling infrastructure and spur innovation in technology and product design to extend the life of plastic materials. They also acknowledge that COVID-19 and personal protective equipment has played an important role in keeping Canadians safe, particularly frontline healthcare workers, and they are working to keep PPE out of the environment. Pause. <laughs> so, um, basically, what are some of your thoughts on what the government plans to propose or whatnot by 2030? Um, I think they might need to come up with um, some different uh, items that can replace the items that they're going to ban, like uh, plastic checkout bags. They could use paper, but that might be unrealistic. Um, the straws, you could just use the paper straws, as many fast food restaurants are doing now. Uh, stir sticks, they do popsicle sticks, I guess. Yeah, they do have like cardboard stirring sticks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they do say that they have to have readily available alternatives. So I guess that's part of their plan, yeah. hoping to have some sort of compostable option or non-plastic option. But unfortunately, I didn't find much uh, evidence of what they deem readily available alternatives. Oh, okay. How do you feel about the six items they propose to ban? Do you think those are fair? Yeah, I think they're fair. Um, yeah, straws are probably the biggest one. Yeah, and we've already and seen a lot of change in that 
area, I guess, like with paper straws, it's definitely an easier yeah, solution yeah. than reusable straws that stores now sell that you can put in your pocket or have a pocket straw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? There's things we can do. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely with um, the pandemic, we've seen a lot of increase in waste that we didn't necessarily anticipate happening, like a lot of packaging, especially like yeah. masks come in packages and personal protective equipment comes in packages that are normally plastic and need to be thrown out right away. Yeah, now there's more shopping online, so all that packaging contributes to single-use plastic wastes. And yeah, such. and mostly because it's affordable, right? Like, it's easy to just say, okay, I'm just going to use this plastic bag to ship my product in because it's a big company. They yeah. don't need to not do that, I guess. Yeah, and they're cheaper than some of the alternatives, too. Yeah, that's another argument for it is it's still very inexpensive. It's just not sustainable for our environment. Yeah. Well, on the topic of, I don't know what our topic was. Just uh, how in their single-use plastic wastes? Yeah, we looked into some solutions, I guess. They're not perfect, but based on some of the articles and what we've seen in our personal lives, these are some things we came up with. Yeah, that are easy to do, too. Yeah, first we would like to acknowledge that it's hard to break habits that we're so used to having, especially with single-use plastics. That's definitely a habit we've created over many years. But if we make some conscious effort, it is better than doing nothing. So these are some of the things we came up with. Yeah, so single-use plastic products are used in your daily life and probably won't stop for a while now. But uh, making small changes, for instance, take some reusable bags to the grocery store is a big change as you won't be using the plastic bags at the grocery store anymore. And just don't uh, beat yourself up if you forget your reusable bags at home. It's all about the mentality of creating change first. Yeah, for sure, definitely wanting to create change is a good first step like we've seen all of these examples of what it's doing to our environment we have 90% of the ocean not 90% of the ocean 90% of plastics <laughs> in the ocean which is That'd be a lot of plastic yeah we're not <laughs> the ocean is very big but a lot of our plastics and microplastics end up in the ocean so creating some of these small changes like there are a lot of options for cleaning tablets that you can refill plastic bottles with. If you already have some cleaning products you're still using up, instead of buying a new bottle of cleaner, you can just buy a tablet to fill the old bottle with. And same goes for hand soap. There's lots of different options out there now that don't require you actually buying more plastic. They sometimes just let you use up the plastic you already own, which is part of the reality of it. We still are going to have these plastics in our life, but it's about how we use them and choose to buy less in the future. 
Uh, and to tie into that, uh, before you like go buy new new items with single-use plastics, you should use uh, up the items that you already have at home first before you go and buy new things. Um, there's a few, I guess, outlined things that we think can be changed pretty easily, um, like taking grocery bags to the store or having reusable cups, um, supporting businesses that use compostable packaging. There's lots of places in Camrose itself that use compostable packaging or takeout containers. Um, you can compost if you have food scraps. Um, make sure to recycle any plastic that you do have according to the Camrose guidelines and bring your own straw to places that don't have paper ones. There's lots of things that we haven't thought of obviously but they're good places to start. Yeah. Um, we have to demand to see change. Uh, corporations have a role in this as much as we do as they are the main contributors to single-use plastic wastes as they make up like 70% of a lot of the things we utilize yeah, like or something like that. Plastics around food and such, like cheese, those are all just single-use plastics. I like they went for food and cheese. <laughs> 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 yeah, but definitely think about what we're purchasing. Like there's local farmers markets that People have grown the vegetables and fruits, basically all the produce, and they don't come in as much plastic packaging, if not any at all. And there's just little things like that that we can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, the positive thing is that I can actually see these changes happening around me already. Each time I go to the store, I see more and more people with reusable bags. When I get a drink or snack from a fast food place, for example, they normally have paper straws. Um, I see more and more advertisements for companies that are creating products like soap tablets and cleaning tablets, and they are becoming more and more affordable to purchase. There are so many there are so many positive changes that are happening and it's wonderful to see how accessible it's becoming. All that it requires is some conscious effort, which can be easier said than done, but we have to think about how much better it is for the environment. And if we want to change, if we want change, we have to create it, not stand by and wait for others to do Ooh. it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast episode on single-use plastics. We hope you gained some valuable information. And if you have any questions on the topic, the Cameras Library and Augustana Library has a great selection of sources on this topic. And they have some amazing staff to help you out if you have any questions. So thank you for tuning in. Bye.